Do you wanna play a game? Do you like scary movies? Do you wanna eat some brains? Is your chainsaw arm groovy? How bloodthirsty could a talking plant be? Eat your liver with some fava beans and a nice Chianti. Come play with us forever, cause down here we all float. I never drink wine, so you're gonna need a bigger boat. Or a throat to choke, whether you're in the prim or dairy. Got red rum where your blood from, put your dead son in the cemetery. It's him or carry, be very afraid. You'll be our number one fan and get carried away. All working, no play, you know it always means you're in trouble, son. I came to chew gum and kick ass and I'm all out of bubble gum. What if Quint killed Jaws' his father? What if the Bob's body was marijuana? What if the leprechaun got a job as a bank guard? What if the Wolfman had a cowbell instead of Every ours? Every scary movie made since Oscar Wilde was writing letters Had canon to watch them all and tell you how to make them better So put your earbuds in and forget what you're planning It's time to take our heads and shoot them out of a cannon 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 Welcome everybody to Head Cannon. Our guest tonight, Tracy yeah. Rowland. Good to have you back on the show. How are you doing? Thank you. I'm great. How are you guys? Great. Good. Doing Still well. Surviving in pandemic times, post pandemic. Yeah. Very much pandemic Pre times here. Again, maybe. I don't know. <laughs> I feel in the thick of it here. I don't know. <laughs> thick of it, yeah. Yeah, yeah I don't know. Here I'm, it's sort of like half in and half out, and I don't. I don't know if I could go all the way back into quarantine again without losing my mind. But you know, we'll figure it out. Yeah. Yeah. Well, for the for the the listeners who may not know, you were a guest before on our on our podcast before uh, Head Cannon Danger Explosion. And if you just kind of want to give people you know a little idea of who you are, what you do. And uh, yeah, just get, kind of give people an idea of, of who you are. Yeah, um, well, uh, I'm Tracy Rowland. No, um, and uh, <laughs> now that's going to stick in your head, and that's what you're going to call me forever, and that's okay. Uh, I'm an actress. I, uh, but I also do um, teaching. I, you know, I do stage combat and improv and things like that. And uh, but my my main love is acting, and then I do a little bit of science on the side. So not like you know Erlenmeyer flasks and beakers kind of science, but I I, I have an Erlenmeyer flask on my on my shelf just to be the biggest <laughs> nerd ever. Uh, but yeah, like doing like consulting science and stuff like that. So nice. That's awesome. Yeah. That's all. I know you were one of. I think I can speak for both of us. Brent and I. You're one of our favorite guests we've had on. Like that last episode yeah. we recorded was just so much fun. You know? Oh my god! <laughs> I thank you. That's so nice of you. You guys say that to everybody because I haven't listened to all your podcasts. No, that's your that's your indicator to figure out if people are listening to all your podcasts, right? Right. So yeah. You, no. Go, like... go back. Go back and listen. There's you know like listen to the episode with J.R. McIntyre. You know we're like oh this fucking guy. We got we got we got this asshole back on the show again. <laughs> right, he says goodbye, and then we, it's like us talking about him. Yeah, we're, we're like, oh, to... thank fucking god. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I hope he listens to this episode. <laughs> yeah. He's good. Yeah, so funny. Oh my gosh, yeah. So now, uh, I thank you guys. That's very kind of you guys to say that. I haven't done a ton of podcasts, but 
you guys were a huge amount of fun to do a podcast with. So, yeah, we and liked I, you so much, we then had to have your husband on. Yeah. I know, right? I was like strong army to have him on, and, and yeah. he was taking your ear off, I know, because that's what he, was, he does. No, he was really cool. I yeah. like yeah. yeah, you're a power couple. He is so <laughs> jealous that I'm getting to do the horror thing first, because I didn't watch horror movies before I married him. Well. Oh. I shouldn't say that. I've seen very few horror movies before I married him, like Poltergeist and Evil Dead. And Evil yeah. Dead traumatized me, and I never wanted to see another one. Really? And then he was like, uh, if we're going to be together, you have to watch horror movies. Like, that's a thing. <laughs> um, I was like, all right, here's the deal. If I watch a horror movie, you're not allowed to go away for two weeks after. <laughs> like, you can't go anywhere. You can't be away for an evening. It's not, it's not cool. You're not allowed. Yeah. So that's our deal now. So. Nice. Because I was like terrible. I had three months of nightmares after Evil Dead. Wow, that's wild. That's yeah. Like, well, and and I funny. mean, that one's kind of campy, right? Yeah. But yeah, there's bits of that where I'm like, to this day, like. <laughs> well, yeah, I was, before we started doing this podcast, I was the same way with scary movies because it was just like, I don't, why would I want something to just like jump out at me? Like there's other entertainment that I like better, but now – there's so many movies out there with like so much more hidden meaning and that are horror movies. I mean, I, I, I'm a, I've turned myself around to yeah. them, and I've noticed I'm not as like jumpy anymore. Well, I'm still very jumpy. I'm like I'm a scream at the movie kind of person. I, I don't mean scream like yeah, go in there, but I mean like <laughs> scream like ah, oh, spring-loaded cat. Um, but. <laughs> Those are the best movies that come. (laughs) I I love the movies like the 4D movies that like shoot an actual cat at you. (laughs) Uh, Right, yeah. And then you're like, oh god. (laughs) I'm so proud of myself. You have committed to adopting it. Yeah. That's right. You have to sign a waiver before going in. (laughs) On your face. Exactly. You're like, but he loves me. I swear he does. See that I'm doing that. You guys can see that now because of video. I'm like miming, pulling a cat out of my ear. Right. Like claws are dug claw in of, out of the ear. It's funny that you said that because I don't remember your camera being off the last time we talked. You don't remember it being off? No, I feel like we've talked looking at each other already. It's weird. Have you got pictures of me in your room? <laughs> I can't show you, like, I can't turn the camera around, let's do that. Yeah. I paid your husband $100 for little pieces of your hair. Yeah, Yeah, but all the pictures you probably have are me, like, "Ah." faces, like, they can win They're all, like, really sexy pictures, I'm sure. (laughs) Well, and we'll we'll have to have your husband back on, too, and one, like, One thing I underestimated when we started doing this show, because Danger Explosion, it was kind of like once a month or whenever. Like we did, it was just kind of like, yeah, we'll, we'll just do an episode when we want. But then yeah. we, for Headcanon, we've moved to this weekly format. Right. You know, and as we were talking about, it, I told Brent, I was like, yeah, well, like most of the time it can just be you and me talking about a movie. Like maybe we'll have a guest every once in a while. But then when I, when I started putting, putting it out on social media, I had like, before I even invited any guests, I had people reaching out to me and I was like, and then I was like, you know, there's only 52 weeks in a year. Like that's only 52 people. And like, that's not very many, you know? Yeah. So, so now like we have a guest every week, you know? So. That's amazing. Yep. Well, I'm, I'm flattered that you invited me back. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. I, I don't feel like my 
my personality screams, haha, screams. My, I don't think my personality screams horror, but uh, <laughs> Brent just looked like, yes, it does. Well, I was say, no, no, I was going to say, like, since, I don't know, since like talking to you and your husband, like, it's come up, like, in just sort of like a bit that I do on the show is, is saying, like, how much I like Canadians. <laughs> like, I, I reference it often you know <laughs> i even like pulled up the lyrics i'll sing to you oh canada our home and native land i can't help falling in love with does that sound like that your, your national anthem sounds like that elvis song <laughs> falling in love <laughs> with you that's, yeah that's similar i that is not where i thought you were gonna go but but thank you on behalf of canada i'm sorry but thank you uh because yeah not all canadians are nice like some of us are buttheads uh <laughs> I have to say us. I'm not a butthead. We all know this, but uh, but there are buttheads. And uh, yeah, but thank you. That's nice that you love Canadians. Yeah, yeah. We've had a Is couple other Canadians Anything else on Canadian too. that you love? Well, you know, I feel like just just this week, especially since uh, Norm Macdonald just passed away. You Hurry know, up. I was uh, dir- Dirty Work has always been ever since I was like in high school. The movie Dirty Work is maybe in my opinion, the funniest comedy movie that I have ever seen. And uh, yeah, so it was, it was a bit of a bummer when I heard that Norm, Norm MacDonald passed away. Yeah, I, did, I don't know the movie, though, either, that you're referring to. It's good. It's directed by Bob Saget, and it's got all kinds of people. Jack Warden, Chevy Chase, uh, Don Rickles, uh, all kinds of people. Chris Farley. It was Chris Farley's last role, actually. Oh, Adam, wow. Adam Sandler's in it. Yeah, R- yeah. R.D. Lang is great. Uh, mm-hmm. He's yeah. So and was and McDonald was in it. He was the lead. It was his movie. Yeah. So oh, okay. He played. It's the... not. It's not as widely known, actually. To be quite honest, not uh, people. Uh, people that I tell about, uh, tell, tell them, uh, tell them about the movie. They they don't re- remember it coming out. Yeah, but it's yeah. But if anybody is you know it hasn't seen that movie, I recommend it. It's my favorite comedy. Ever. Who else? Christopher McDonald is in it. Just it's so good. It's so and every at least for me every line from that movie is quotable. It's so funny. Right. Yeah. I love movies like that. I mean, I, there's there's lines that I say, and I'm never going to come up with anything now. But there's lines that I say from movies, and I love when you find your people by saying a line, and they're like, because hey, 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 they know exactly what you mean, right? And, and I'll say this: like, there's here's like the old guy soapbox thing. Like kids today, that, that no one quotes movies anymore. Like. The, younger people really right i don't think so do your kids quote movies Corey? mine don't um, they they quote movies it's more like in family jokes because we're all big fans of the yeah. marvel movies or sure so it's like things that we know as a family like you know in the first avengers movie chris evan captain america he's like i understood that reference you know because yeah. he's been frozen for 70 years so like well yeah. all the time like one of us will reference something and somebody else will be like I, I understood that reference, you know, so, but it's more, yeah, I don't know if they do that, like, in their peer groups. It's more just, like, in family jokes. So. I, I wonder, and I've had this conversation, actually, with Todd before, about, um, 
there's so much more for people to watch nowadays. Yeah. So we don't all have like the commonalities yes. anymore as yeah. much. Like it used to be 13 channels. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, that's TV, but, but same thing with movies. You didn't have eight gazillion movies to watch. Like you guys sent me that list of movies and I was like, I could probably get 80% of these movies. Yeah. <laughs> you know, the, the right. newer ones, I was like, okay, I don't know how I can get all these because yeah. we don't get them all in Canada. Don't love Canada for everything. Oh, really? Yeah. You know, I, I rented The Void, and then about an hour ago, I was like, oh, maybe I can get like a recap just, just to refresh my brain. And I found The Void on YouTube, like, for free. Oh, what? really? And I was like, oh, oh I, mean, I only spent like three bucks to rent it on Prime. Yeah, but... same here. I didn't realize that. See, I got to remember to check the YouTube. That's, that, that is the case sometimes. The thing is, I even yeah. went on YouTube in preparation for the movie, and couple days ago and it was, i didn't see anything like that but i just typed in the void that's it and it was up and the whole thing was uploaded to youtube yeah see, and i i don't i don't know how i feel about that i mean as an actor right. I, you know i get it i get that people pirate movies and stuff like that um I, I you know i'll be hand over heart i have watched pirated movies <laughs> but i usually what i try to do is if i know that i've watched a movie that's pirated i will then when I can rent it, I will pay to rent it, even if I don't watch it. Mm-hmm. And it's just being someone who's in the industry. I'm like, I'm paying. Yeah. I'm essentially paying it forward to my own people, essentially. You know, my and own listeners. Everything we say is fiction on here. No one's committing <laughs> crime. No one's pirating movies. <laughs> I, I mean, our... <laughs> well, and, and I wonder, like, because I know, I mean, I think it would be fairly easy if they had an issue with it being on YouTube to like, to issue a cease and desist, like, yo, we've, we've got this movie copyrighted, pull it down. So I almost wonder if they're not maybe okay. Because it's a small... So to get into it, I think you already mentioned the movie we're talking about. So it's The Void yeah. from... Oh, sorry. Uh, no, you're fine. From 20... <laughs> I, th- I think it had a limited release. I, I, well, I think it sh- was shown at festivals in 2016, and then it had a limited release in 2017. Um, but so it's The Void, and... It's a small Canadian company, actually. What's the name and of it? And that's part of the reason why I picked it, because I was like, hey, and the fact that you guys love Canadian things now is just even more perfect. So <laughs> I, I also picked it based on one of the actors in it. So keep, keep going. I've interrupted you, because that's what I do. No, you're fine. You're fine. I mean, it's okay. But so it's a company called Astron 6. It's a bunch of Canadian guys, and they did a bunch of like low-budget yeah. movies uh, that had like more of a comedy edge to it. One of them was Leprechaun Returns. So somehow they got, they did the a Leprechaun movie, and then th- there's a movie I really want to see, but I haven't yet. Brent, I think you've seen it, uh, Psycho Goreman, right? Yeah. Haven't you seen yeah, that? Yeah, it was pretty weird. Yeah, I liked it a lot. So I want to see that. So it's done by the same company, the same one of the yeah. same directors. It's the same group of guys. So. But yeah, they're what like, about like a Wait. cop. Like there was like a weird like monster cop or something like that in Psycho Goreman. Okay, but Psycho Goreman, like Gore as in G O R E. Yeah. Yes. Okay. But so, gore as in, like, gory? Like, disgusting gory? Or gore as in psycho Al Gore? <laughs> the, 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 the former. <laughs> the former, oh, not the one. You know, I'm not as interested now. Yeah. I kind of want to see Al Gore lose his shit. <laughs> I yeah. would love to see that. Well, and, and I haven't seen it, but, Brent, you can correct me if I'm wrong, but it's, like, a couple kids who find, like, a, a vicious, brutal space alien, I think, but then they get the controls to him, so he has to do whatever they say, and he's like this vicious, brutal, murdering machine. But yeah. but he but he bends to the will of these two small this little children. Girl. This like a little, little girl. girl. 
Is that basically so what he's like? Is? I will take your flesh and tear it off your body. And she's like, stand on one foot. <laughs> and he does it. <laughs> and then they name like his name isn't Psycho Gorman, but like this little girl names him that. It's real funny. It's it, it, it's it's weird and it's got a lot of action in it too. It's worth a watch. Uh, it sounds charming. I have to it see that. Charming. That's funny. Like with the name of it, I would be like, ah, oh, I don't think I want to see that. But now that you've explained that, now I'm like totally into that. That sounds funny. Yeah, it's good. Yeah. It's good. Well, it's and apparently these guys do. And, and it's funny you mentioned the Evil Dead because it reminds me they did this on such a small budget. Uh, all the special effects were done with Kickstarter money, and so it really does seem like a small uh, startup Evil Dead type scenario. But this one, I guess a lot of their other stuff does have a tinge of that, like, more of a comedic a aspect. So this was, a right. this was a departure for them where it was all, like, pretty dark and serious and earnest and straightforward. Yeah. So. Yeah. And, and, and I felt it actually could have used a little bit of that funny in a few places where I'm like, it needs that because it's a little too, like... <gasps> A little comic relief, yeah. yeah. Yeah, like you just needed that moment of like one of those characters had to be that guy. That's what I was hoping for, and it didn't happen. But I was like, oh, it's okay. I, I, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But now that you say that, maybe that that was a purposeful choice of them going, okay, yeah. no, no, take the jokes out. No, no jokes because because they were so used jokes, to it, it's going to be all jokes, right? Yeah. Right. Yeah, like maybe they, didn't want to, maybe they didn't want to pigeonhole themselves. Right. Like yeah. Yeah. A kooky thing. Here's what we can do some serious. I, I really liked. I like that there was very little CGI in it. That is what I was thinking. I watched some of it again, and I like some of the dialogue. I was like, ah, but I'm watching it again. I liked it even more the second time. And part of it that was like sticking out to me, I don't know if there was any CGI. Yeah. I think maybe like, at the very end. I, yeah, I guess like the stuff that was it. Are we right? doing total spoilers for total, this movie? Total spoilers. Yeah. We assume we assume that our audience has already seen it, or they okay. don't want to watch it. They don't want to watch it, and they just want us to tell them how great it is. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I guess all the CG there would be CGI of all the stuff that's like the other dimension stuff, right? Like yeah. with the wherever the creepy crawly leviathan -y thing is coming from. <laughs> yeah, and from. the big black pyramid. <laughs> <clears throat> yeah, the black pyramid. At first I was like, pyramid? Why is there a pyramid? But in, in such a simple shape, has such like a just, it's it's so dramatic looking to see it on like the cult people's faces or yeah. their masks, I mean, or just here and there throughout the movie. It's neat. At first I was like, is that a yield? sort of thing like was it a and i don't mean that it's like i know it's funny like but i don't mean slow. it in a jokey way at first i was like is it like meant to subconsciously tell you like stay away from them or they're trying to like mind control you or because there was something weird with those cult people right yeah yeah like there was there was just some sort of like supernaturally stuff obviously well they all like raise their buck knives at the same time <laughs> is that what they were doing i couldn't like, see it well enough they, they, they all these not and they all raise them at the like it's like did they practice that right like is there, is there cult practice there's cult practice got, right you've got to go watch the tiktok video to watch them practicing their dance <laughs> yeah right right yeah, yeah, all, all no, the kids no, no. are doing the the cult videos now. The, all the oh my god, they're all gonna have like a TikTok knife video. No, I don't want to see it. Take that back and take it back. Cut that out. Yeah. I don't want any knives <laughs> yeah, on not. TikTok. We don't need it. No knives. So my wife, I worked at a high school. Was a teacher, and this past week actually transferred to being a school counselor at the same high school. But anyway, based on these TikToks. There's a whole like thing where it's like go into your high school bathroom and tear out the sink. 
and they have like five there are five bathrooms right now at my wife's school it's a big high it's a huge high school there's like five bathrooms right now that we're just like you, they're not allowing students to go in because they're pending uh construction that's wild that's terrible that's so terrible yeah and I mean, if you think about it it's probably not hard at all to rip out a sink oh uh, yeah I'm sh yeah i'm sure i could probably do it <laughs> just disconnect it from a wall yeah <laughs> Yeah, although, do you guys, did you ever have the sinks, in, when you were in high school, they had sinks that were like a giant floor sink, and it was like a fountain, it was a big round fountain, it was, there's no way you're ripping that thing up, because it was entirely cement, and then it had maybe the metal part in the middle came up, and then it would spray water out, and it was operated by a foot pedal on the floor. Oh, in it like a circle, it was like circular? Yeah, it was usually yeah. was like half I, I, against the wall. I never had that in schools, but I feel like maybe at a sporting arena? sporting arena somewhere. Yeah. I've seen. They have at Victory Field here in Indianapolis, where uh, it's a baseball stadium. Okay. Okay. Yeah. There. Okay, so they had those at our school, at least That's as cool. I recall, in like the big bathroom they had it. So there'd be no ripping that out of the wall. <laughs> 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 like, right. Yeah. I feel when like I was an elementary school teacher when I taught the third grade. What's that? <laughs> When I taught the third grade, there were um, there were kids that would go in, in the boys' restroom, and because they didn't know what to do at the at the stand up urinal, they would they, they would poop in it. <laughs> oh no! <laughs> but wait. it wasn't as a prank. They just thought that's what you did in that one. Whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> that's that's not that's not how you use those. <laughs> oh no, man, no! I I can't imagine. That you would choose the more open space to do a poop as right. opposed to peeing. Like if you were gonna, ch what is I with actually boys? Do know the I don't. To that. Okay, why? Why? Okay, I don't know if this is the exact answer for that particular situation, but there are times when a bunch of children, let's say third graders, they they have to go to the bathroom, and if all of the stalls are are filled if everything's filled and you're about to have an emergency ac accident like you just go like these poor kids they don't know what to do it's kind of sad actually yeah okay that i get yeah. <laughs> i thought you meant they were like okay there's a stall and i'll go pee in there but there's a urinal and i'll use that one for number two i that i didn't understand okay now i get you you're I get probably you. right you're probably right i'm just just remembering back because like there were like situations where like one kid would be peeing at the urinal but everything would be filled and then another kid would just go beside that person and pee in the same in the same urinal at the same time because they, they had to, it was just like an emergency they didn't know what to do socially <laughs> you know well, at least then that's a classmate i think if you did that as an adult male at like wrigley field or something you'd be like dude what just are you doing Seven empty ones, right. and then some guy just like steps up next to you. Shares with you. Actually, it's funny. That might be like a cultural thing. I, I worked with a guy who was from England, and when he first came over to Canada, he said he went into a pub for lunch one day at, at when he was working, and there were no seats available. And so, but there was a table with two people, and it was a four-person table. And so he just went and sat on the other side of the table to have his lunch and, right. and wait for the waitress to come over. And the people kind of looked at him and he's like, 
um, like he just realized that this was not done here. He's like, <laughs> when you go into a pub in England, you just take a seat. If it's somebody else's yep. table, it doesn't matter. The seat is there. Right. You sit. sit in the seat. And he said, like, I, they were, <laughs> he explained this to them and they're like, we don't do that here. <laughs> You're like, is Borat here? What is going on? <laughs> I sit at your so, table. Yeah. I can't believe, though, that they were... See, Canadians are not all nice. I can't believe that they weren't like, well, yeah, no worries, stay. Like, they were like, you could... I don't know if they asked him to leave now or if they were just mortified enough by his behavior that he got up and left because he felt <laughs> That's uncomfortable. Odd. You know, but... That is odd because I've been in situations where, like, I feel like theme parks or... I've been places where it's, like, very busy and... Like, they're, you're at a ridiculously large table, and usually people, they'll ask, because that is yeah. courtesy here, but, but you know, I've always been like, yeah, ha- sit down, like, there's a seat there, sit down, so I can't imagine yeah. being like, hey, get off my table, fuck off. Yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly, I don't know. But would you sit at, like, a four-person table when there was two people? It, already. I, I, I would if that were, if that were my only option, and I would definitely ask first, I wouldn't just sit down. But, yeah. But yeah. I wouldn't go there if, if there was like no place to sit. I just wouldn't go there. Just go somewhere else, yeah. Yeah, um, yeah. Hibachi re- restaurants are kind of weird like that. Although because it's the norm, I'm fine with it. Where yeah. like you know what I'm saying like other you have the big the big um, the big stove and then everyone sits. You, you could be there with like three different families. Right. Yeah. 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 <laughs> That's a little different. That's like dinner and a show. Yeah. I'm really good at catching catching the veggie when he tosses it into my mouth <laughs> i'm good at that I'll be, i'm gonna i'm gonna i'm gonna toot my own horn yeah Brent's, are you he's, he's got his gold belt and shrimp catching <laughs> i walk in they're like there's that guy there's <laughs> they just start they don't even wait for you to sit down they just start tossing shrimp yeah okay, man. So, yeah. so wait what level is the gold belt because i i have a brown belt but not in in food catching so yeah, where's the gold belt? I think that's that's top of the that's the cream of the crop. I think yeah, oh, it's based okay. on the ratio of like how well you can catch it while you're drinking enough sake. <laughs> so like, I'm pretty good at the big tumbler, two of those, and I'm still catching like your zucchini. It's going in my mouth. Wait, you're drinking sake in a tumbler? I don't feel like that's and how you're supposed to consume it. I'm catching zucchini. This sounds like a euphemism. Isn't it like this it? big though? No, that's like the little cup. It's like a little shot glass kind of thing to give you. But it yeah. comes in like a nice warm porcelain. Um, it's got a oh. spout on it, right? Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Never actually had to say what it's called out loud. Is it so. a carafe? Did somebody say carafe already? I feel I like that name. Yeah, I think it's got. I think it's carafe. Carafe. Yeah. Okay. okay. I'll ask the next time I go. <laughs> <laughs> but but wait, are you just drinking out of that, or are you just using that for measurement purposes? Like, are you just I, like drinking out of the vase, basically? Yeah, you know, I can I can speak oh, to this. Okay. He actually he he. Brent, I've seen Brent. Uh, Brent and I have been at a hibachi restaurant together. He uses it like a neti pot, right? So he like <laughs> puts it in, puts it in one nostril, and like cleans out his system. Yeah. Ah, I wonder if that would get you super drunk really fast because it would be like mucous membrane yeah, content, I saw, I saw high it on alcohol TikTok. content. <laughs> Yeah, now carafes are banned from high schools across the country. <laughs> yes, exactly. You know what? The sad thing is, there's somebody out there right now that's going to listen to this and be like, I could be the next like big thing on TikTok if I do. I'll be honest, it sounds kind of satisfying. Yeah. <laughs> to to Nettie Pot some sake. I don't, 
I don't like sake in my mouth. I don't think I want it up my nose. The only way alcohol is going up my nose is when I laugh and snort and something goes up my nose the wrong way. That's yeah. I've had I've Doesn't had way too... the other way though. Isn't the alcohol supposed to shoot out of your nose? Like, are you tipping and then laughing? Are you tipping the glass, then laughing and snorting up and snorting like the beer or whatever? No. <laughs> that's true. That's a good point. Yeah, I guess coming out of your nose probably is the right way. <laughs> yeah, I don't. Okay, number one, I don't think I've done it with beer. Number two, I don't drink Molson. Number three, uh, what I'm talking about is not intentional, so I'm not purposefully snorting alcohol up my nose. Uh, number four, kids don't try this at home. Number five. Uh, any liquids that I have had up my nose other than using a neti pot or like a squirty bottle thing like I have instead of the neti pot has been in through the mouth, up through the nose, out through the nose. Yeah. 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 Coca-Cola yeah. is particularly great when you do that. I've done that. So yeah. Horrible. Yeah. yeah. It's little... I, and it's mostly my brother's fault because when I was a kid, I would be drink. My brother would do something stupid and I would laugh and... <laughs> Milk or milk or water up my nose. Yeah. It's happened many, many times. <laughs> I really enjoyed this movie. I thought that there were opportunities with some of the acting choices. And the one thing for me was, I, like, I get that they wanted to keep this air of mystery and they didn't want to spell everything out, which I appreciate. But I feel like there were some things that could have been conveyed to the audience. Like, as far as this world and, like, what are the rules of this uh, magic or whatever it is like how exactly does it work what exactly are we doing here that is really yeah. like never quite explained you know what i mean yeah i i was hoping you know the guy who shows up who's gonna shoot um uh evan stern's character the guy who's got the girl with the knife at the throat yeah the, the guy that comes yeah. in with the cop in the beginning then the guy shows up with the the mute character yeah that guy, I felt like he needed to know something about this. Yeah. Like, I really wanted him to not necessarily know everything because he's not one of the cult people. But I thought, like, this is a guy that's just murdered a house full of cult people. <laughs> shows, like, shoots a girl in the back and then catches her on fire. Right. And burns her alive, tracks down this other guy to the hospital and is going to shoot him in cold blood. And he knows nothing about what's going on. And I'm like... Why is he just shooting everybody? <laughs> right. Yeah. I feel like this is irresponsible demon hunting. Like, <laughs> yeah. Is this you know? is this a TikTok trend or like what's going on? Why are you <laughs> just chasing down people with a shotgun? Yes. So I, because at some point the the cop says like what's going on here and he's like I don't know why don't you go ask them and I'm like you have to know something you have to know something or you're not going to be going around killing everybody. For me that was that was the thing but I. I really liked it too and like I said the second time watching it I even liked it more because I feel like the dialogue almost takes on a little bit more of a like a campy nature for me uh -huh. it's it feels a little bit more like like a ha, ha, it feels more like a cult classic right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah and, I, and um, I only I only had a chance to watch it the one time last night but I definitely after I finished it and started like reading about it a little bit and thinking about it I, w I was like, this is definitely a movie that that requires a rewatch, right? Or yeah. like asks for a rewatch. So yeah, I think so too. And I I think that the 
I mean, for me, I would, I wonder if it was purposeful to leave you wanting so much because I feel like it was left open for a sequel. Right. right? Like the ending is totally like sequel. Yeah. <laughs> like right. it's dying for a sequel at the end. Right. Um, <laughs> But yeah, I don't, I don't know because there's so much. I mean, it's obviously really Lovecraftian with all the tentacles and the, you know, bringing things in from the other side. But the whole, I, I don't, and I don't know a ton of Lovecraft stuff. But the whole pyramid thing is that Lovecraft as well? Uh, you know, I don't know because I, I have read all of the Cthulhu mythos, and I don't recall pyramids specifically. <clears throat> but a large part of the Lovecraft mythos is cultists. And cult mm. members summoning forth demons, or not demons, yeah. but like summoning forth creatures from beyond our realm. So yeah, yeah, I don't, I don't know if the pyramid or the triangles specifically were drawn from Lovecraft, but certainly everything else was. Uh, yeah, the tentacles, the cultists. Uh, I mean, it was a very Lovecraftian movie for sure. Yeah, yeah. So. I just as soon as I saw the the flash he has to the other side with the clouds and the, and the, the thing. And I was like, Ooh, it's going to be tentacle monsters. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And these monsters, they're, they're made of, of, of like a flesh, like of flesh, I suppose that can be killed. Yeah. And it's just weird. They're, they, I've never seen so much gore in a movie before. <laughs> I don't think like it was gross. Like normally it's like fake or whatever. And I'm like, whatever it's, you know, bl fake blood, but it's like, there was just so much of it. It, it, it like, disgusted me at times. But, and their use of like an ax, they use an ax for everything. All there, they there are axes the ax. fucking everywhere in this movie. Yeah. <laughs> I liked it. Cause it almost like the movie almost had a, a non current feel to it yeah like there was no cell radio. phone no yeah. cell phone. Weird radio. Yeah. you know and using yeah using the the i mean the cops still have those kind of things but the the radio the 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 older style car right with the key with the regular key not a key fob yeah yeah, yeah the the like the um even the house that they start off in in the first place is a little bit of like an old farmhouse looking thing and so like even the hospital sort of had like an old hospital vibe to it, you know, yeah, but it right. wasn't like set in 1975. Like it didn't, they didn't do anything with costumes or anything to make you go there. But it just, the more I thought about it, the more I'm like, it kind of has like a timeless feeling. And that's to me, the acts kind of fit with that Yeah. in that yeah. it's more of like a, you know, it's one of those, like, what's the weapon you'd get if the zombies attacked? Well, this is like zombies. Right. Yeah. Yeah, what is... it, it gives you such a weird feeling too, because like you you can't relate it to a certain time, so it like throws you off of it. Mm -hmm. It puts an eerie feeling in your body. Yeah, you know, it, it didn't. It, it didn't for me. Oh, I agree. I think I think I think it is on purpose. Yeah, like, and I think it's one of those things that I didn't think about while I was watching it, but it still, it gave me kind of like you said an uneasy feeling, and I think it's just it's building that tension already in yeah. a different way and it's like why am i tense i'm tense because no one has a cell phone that's why because yeah. i'm used to everyone has this and and i when i watched it the first time i was like but they could have gotten away with the cell phone thing easily they they changed the fact that the or they didn't change they they dealt with the fact that the, they couldn't call out with the radio and the phones and i was like the yeah. cell phone could just be jammed just as well yeah we fall in but that i category. thought about it after and i was like 
no, I kind of like that they didn't have it. And I think you're right, yeah. Brent. The it like really added to that tension of, but I didn't know why. Yeah. And then and then like the the entity or whatever is like also manipulating like spatial things as well. Like they're going down to the basement, but then there's like another. The, the the one nurse is saying like, oh, there's only one set of stairs, but there's like clearly they're going down a second set of sorts. Yeah. There, there's like so many new rooms, and then they're being like trance. Like at one point, like the guy. The, the, the druggy guy, I forget his name. Yeah, but, I, don't, anyway, I don't recall. I know who you're talking about, though, yeah. They, they, they take him down to the basement, and he's like, I've been here before. You know, and that, that whole scene was like in a different a different um, setting. Yeah. But it was like transferred to the basement of a hospital. Even. It's, it's very weird. And it was a different setting, but it was still part of the hospital. Like, it didn't look yeah. like, oh, we're in a cave now. Where right. you'd be like, oh, they transferred them somewhere else. It was like, no, no, it's a part of the hospital that you can't get to unless these beings are here. And it's actually, that now that we're talking about that, that reminds me of a set of books that I read. Ah, oh, what is the author's name? Um, it was Day Watch, Night Watch, and Twilight Watch. Hmm. It's a Russian author. And the, the thing is, it's that... What's that? <laughs> Dostoevsky? <What's> that? <laughs> no. Um, but it's that basically like vampires and werewolves and all of that stuff is real, but they're hidden. Kind of like Harry Potter, but more dark, much right. more dark. Right. Um, and the twilight, though, is the place that the like the magical creatures can go to, but things move differently in twilight. Like time moves different in twilight, and there's different levels of the twilight. And if you go really far down time is going normally and for everybody else still on you know the planet the regular part or the regular plane but like your level is going really slow um and there's like this weird moss there and it just like this and so it sort of reminds me a little bit of that in a way it's that like this different area that only certain beings can get to yeah which makes me wonder why it let them in there well and it and it for me i mean there are a couple things well and i think and this was a couple th- – that was one of the things watching the movie that I wish they had explained a little more. And a little bit of the you know, researching I did after watching this movie was that Powell, the doctor, who ends up being the, the villain, right? The guy who's like tapping into these evil forces. Was yeah. that he's able to like tap into this other dimension and almost like teleport them. But, but he was like able to tie these different – you know, the hospital plus this weird basement. Plus at one point the guy and the, the, the deaf guy or the mute guy who are there together, who I think are father and son, they end, they like wander into what I think was maybe their house at one point. But again, that relationship is never explained either. And I think it's a father and son and the, their wife and the other child was killed. But that's never explained. You just like see this woman, you see a child on her hip, but but none of that is ever explained. And, he does uh, explain it at one point. He says something about, but then I was confused by it when I saw it too, because I thought he he says that he found him and that his whole family was killed by these monsters. But eh, and I didn't get to rewatch this part, so I'm not really sure. But he said that the the guy the the guy that's protecting the mute kid. Um, he says that he found him and his whole family was killed by these cultists or these monsters. Yeah. 
and that he took him under his wing. But then you're right. When they do the flashback, I remember now that there was something weird in it. And I was like, wait a minute. Yeah. Like, is he really related to him? Well, and that's that's why I want to go back and watch it. Because that's, that's the exact impression I got. I was like, he found this kid somewhere and they, they're not related. But now that I think about it, I think what he said was, oh, he, that happened to him because he trusted somebody once. Which may, I, I don't know if he says any more about it than that, but it gave me the impression that, oh, he found this kid. And, but I don't know that that's ever explicitly stated. I, I don't know. I, I need to go back and watch it. Yeah, I'll have to watch that part again. Yeah, so there's a lot that's just like not very clear, you know. Um, yeah, and that's why I would have loved if that guy had like a little bit more knowledge so that I had the impression that he maybe had like a connection. And I, I feel like it would have it would have lent itself to a prequel Um, because like if the guy and the kid had connection to the cult Uh other than just the kid was his whole family was killed then I I would love to see that as the prequel you know like what how does this guy become this guy who hunts down these cultists why like what happened to him yeah that he does this. What happened to the kid's family? How is there a connection there? Yeah. Well, and this is, this is a, I watched a video, a YouTube video about this movie. This was not something I picked up on or I created or I thought of, which is another reason why I feel this movie could be a little bit clearer. But the guy who made this video was saying how kind of the rules of this movie are Powell, the doctor gets in your head and shows you these visions. And if he can guilt you into, like if he can convince you to murder someone, then when you die, you become one of these undead monstrous creatures, which is true of Bev, right? She murdered that patient. She was like stabbing him in the eye and then she yeah. turned into a monster. Um, yep. So if you think about it, everyone who turned into a monster, like their heads got twisted and they committed some kind of murder or violent act before they turned into a monster, which was not explicitly stated in the movie anywhere at all. But once this guy was was talking about it it makes sense um you know and if you think that the guy and that kid are father and son the, then the guy feels this tremendous guilt about the fact that this woman and her and their child were killed and again it's not explicitly stated but i think they're all a family yeah I, oh, i'm gonna have to watch it again does the the marshall guy yes the state, Does the he state trooper? get turned into – because what I kind of felt like when he gets – I didn't like the way they filmed that grab of him because they don't actually show it. And I was like, come on, it's Art Hindle. Show me his face. He gets attacked. <laughs> um, I love Art Hindle. He's so awesome. Uh, but like they dra- – and then they show him like dragging along the floor. But then I felt like he kind of got absorbed into the thing. Mm-hmm. Or was he in- dead? Like, that's what I wasn't clear. And that whole yeah. fight in the hall with the light swinging, I, I mean, I get why they do stuff like that when you're, you know, I've done tons of low-budget stuff. You've got to work with what you have, and you don't want it to look like a giant, you know, I don't know, whatever, rubber monster, if that's what you've got to work with, right? Yeah. I, and I don't think it ever came off that way, but I was like, I don't know what happened to Art Hindle's character. Did he get absorbed into the thing, or did he become, like, I kind of thought he was like part of it, like absorbed on the right. side, the almost like creature. it was like, yeah. what's that? And the Bev, it was Bev the nurse, right? That was the creature that was formerly Bev. Right. And then they kill it at yeah. that point, right? In the hall. Yeah. 
And the then chop- that's when all that gore happened, like, psh, oh, yeah. down the wall. So, oh, that's right. They chop it. They chop up the monster, and then they chop Art Hindle's head off. So I don't know. I don't know. Had they not chopped his head off, I don't know. Oh, right. Okay, right. Because his body was still there, so he wasn't part of the... He didn't become... Okay, yeah, because in my head, he had, like, the monster was sort of collecting bodies into it to make itself bigger. Right. That would be gross, too. Yeah. <laughs> well, and that's, that's almost like, and, and this movie is so heavily influenced by, and I like the fact that it seems kind of timeless, like, set somewhere in the 70s or the 80s, because it's obviously, like, obviously Lovecraft-inspired. I feel like it's, it's it has a lot of similarities to The Evil Dead, but also John Carpenter's The Thing, which is something we covered a few weeks ago, Brent. Um, yeah, yeah, no, I just, I, I listened to the, the app that we, we just put out. No, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah so, it, and so with the thing, it's this monster that keeps, like, shape-shifting, and every time you see the monster, it's, like, a different iteration of the monster. Um, yeah. Also kind of similar to, to John Carpenter's Assault on Precinct 13, where it's a bunch of people, like, trapped in a building, right? In that one, it's, like, a police station, but in, like, it's... But, but that premise is kind of similar with this hospital. Um, I think, yeah, and I think I've seen that. Is that what Lawrence like... Fishburne or... What, who's in that? That's a, who is in that? Yeah, that's a good question. Or is that a different assault on precinct? That's got to be a movie. I think you And the guy from um, Training Day. The guy from Training Day, meaning Denzel? No. Or Ethan Hawke? Ethan, Ethan Hawke. Is that right? Oh, I'm sorry if I'm totally like messing you guys. No, up. well, the, and and I know I think they've done a remake, but let's see. So John Carpenter's movie, Austin Stoker's in it. Um, Tony Burton. I don't. It's a bunch of people I don't recognize. Oh yeah, it's much older. It says it's 1975. Yeah. Although there's okay. a guy in here that looks like he could be, um, Ryan Reynolds. Oh, which guy is that? that. <laughs> it like look looks like Ryan freaking oh, Reynolds. I see right that. There. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. Totally. <laughs> so who who is the actor in here, uh, Tracy? That you really you re- was it the art whatever his name is? I I do love Art Hindle, but I didn't realize he was in it until I saw him. Um, the the actor that I really love is I think it's oh, let me double check that I got his name right. It's Evan Stern, I believe. Okay. Um, yeah. Okay, it's Evan Stern. Um, he's actually I love him in Letter Kenny. Okay. Okay. So he's yeah. one of the skids in Letter Kenny, and I just I love his character in that, and I like I follow him on Twitter and stuff too. But um, he just he kills me on Letter Kenny. When I saw him in this, I was like, oh, cool! Like I, I'm looking forward to seeing him play something really different. So it was it was pretty cool watching him play that different character. So he's the uh, he's the druggie that gets brought in by the cop. Okay. Yeah. Nice. So he's sort of that that yeah. main guy oh and there was something about that that i just i watched it again and i was like i i had to mention it to you guys you know when they're torturing him when they've got his hand chained to that thing on the wall yeah and they're trying to get information out of him and they're gonna like hit his hand with the hammer or the axe or yeah. is it the axe it's an axe again yeah. right um and they go to do and then the guy actually like swings and you think he's chopped his hand off or his finger off, and it's, like, beside his hand yeah. on the rail. Yeah. And I'm like, you know what? I could never be. I could never be the guy that threatens him and then does that to scare the crap out of him. Not because it's mean, but because I'm not that good with swinging things like that. <laughs> and 
like I would end up chopping the guy's hand off by accident. Yeah. Why did he do that? Let his finger. Yeah, like or or I was you know, I was just haha, I'm just trying to mess with you now, dude, and, and oops, I actually did chop your hand off. And I'd be like, I told you what you wanted to know. I know it was a mistake. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> so that would be me. So I was thinking about that, I was like, I could never be that person. I could never be that torturer. It's just, it's not a good not a good choice for me yeah well it's not a bad thing <laughs> well yeah it's not a bad thing but i was thinking about it not for the altruistic i couldn't torture people i mean i don't i, I couldn't right. but i was thinking about it more from the standpoint of you know right like you'd, you'd apply for a job at guantanamo bay and there's like there's no chance you would ever you'd get the job and I don't think they'd give me the job anyway. I mean, look at me. I look like everybody's mom. Or maybe I would. Maybe they they, they would use me to, like, get into – oh, this is awful. They would use me to get into, like, people's confidence or something because they'd be like, nobody doesn't trust Tracy. Everybody trusts her. She's just so too they sweet. They would send you in. There would be, like, a terrorist, and you would, you would go in and, and be very motherly to them maybe. And then yeah. like lull them into this sort of like they trust you. Yeah. They can tell you anything kind of thing. Yeah. Right. I would then, be the I, yeah, I would yeah. be the mole in the in their and then, cell. And then boom, you chop their hand off. Yeah. <laughs> then, like, what are you doing? I was trying to brush my teeth. I'm sorry, I'm fuzzy. <laughs> yeah. Like, why are you brushing your teeth with an axe? I don't know. Because they're all over the goddamn place. <laughs> they're everywhere. The axes are everywhere. Actually that, that that's if you were in a zombie movie, what would be your weapon? That's a good question. I think, yeah, I'm thinking like guns would be very loud and then fire fire is dangerous. Well, I'd definitely go for the gun. The gun? Yeah. Yeah, like a big gun with a spread, like a shotgun. Oh, okay. I always I've never shot a gun. I've shot one. Oh, really? Gun. You've never shot a gun? I don't like them. I don't, I don't own any guns or anything like that, but I, I have shot them before. I went to Vegas and I did like the go to the gun store thing and shoot a bunch of different guns. I went to um, South Carolina. They're broke big the guns down there. And um, with Kara, my wife, this is when we were first married and we, we hung out with some friends or her friends there and they brought us to a gun range and we, they, they gave us pistols. We had like a nine millimeter, thing, I guess that's what it was. Anyway, we go down and as we're leaving, the guy stops me and he's like, "Hey, watch out for the ladies with their shirts that they got." Because care, my wife was wearing like a like a lower cut shirt, and he was like, "Be careful! Those like those like um, those cartridges they'll fly up and they'll go right between the between the boots." And I was like, "Oh, okay, you know." And so like we went, and my wife was first, and I'm telling you, the first shot that she pulled the trigger and the the, the casing flipped up and we all saw it and it went right down her shirt like it was oh, the first shot oh no <laughs> and it burned the crap out of her yeah i was gonna say that would hurt oh no <laughs> oh my god that sucks <laughs> no i i did it they had actually they had a zombie package at the gun store <laughs> and so you could do the zombie pa- and you got to shoot uh some kind of handgun which was off it was fun the um a shotgun with a spread, uh, an Uzi, which sucks the bag, and, Whoa. oh, it's awful. Oh, but it's awful. I hate it. I hate it. I hate it. It's <laughs> bad. It, because it's, it's. I think it was five bullets and then a space on the chain, 
and you have to pull the trigger and let go for the space. Okay. According okay. to what they explained to us. Otherwise, it jams. Huh. So that that's my remembrance of this. This is long. This is like 11 years ago now. But um, so you had to like go, let go, let go. Otherwise, you go, and then the guy would have to take the gun and unjam it and give it back to you and be very nice about it and look at me. And I'm going, I don't know, dude. I've never shot a gun before. Yeah. But my favorite one was it was a shotgun or no, it was a rifle with a laser scope on it. Oh, like I had like this tiny little thing of like <laughs> I was like yeah if the zombie apocalypse comes get me one of those guns and all the ammo I will do it but no if I truly with the zombies with the whole like guns make too much noise and and also what happens when you run out of bullets um I think I'd go with the sword sword yeah a nice sharp sword yeah like a, like a katana kind of thing. Something light, something fast, something you yeah. can wear on your back that isn't going to tire you out. Yeah. Yeah. That's a good idea. I feel like Michonne from, from Walking Dead had the right idea. Sword is the right thing. Yeah. When I saw it... that, I was like, a sword? And then I thought about it more, and I'm like, yeah. Or the axe, now that we've seen the axe. I think the axe might work, too. All right. Which can, is, well, can seems I... to be like a thing in, in, in older movies, but like next to the fire hose is a fire axe. Yeah. I, I don't think I've seen a fire axe in a long time, if ever. Yeah. I think you're right. You I know, agree. it didn't even occur to me that that was weird. Yeah. Where are all our axes? And I... smoking in the mall. Yeah. <laughs> what the fuck? Walk around the mall and smoke a cigarette. Go to Sears. <laughs> Get school clothes. Mom's blowing smoke in your face. It's good. <laughs> Nice. God, the old, the good old days, right? Yeah. <laughs> well, you know, and I didn't realize this until afterwards, but uh, you know who else is is in this movie is, I think one of the funniest characters is Kim, the nursing intern. Yes, right? I yes. did like her. Yes. Who, who, she, yeah, yeah. There's some comedy relief. Right, you're she's right. Yeah. Reminds yeah. me of that. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, she's pretty funny. But that's yeah. um, Ellen Wong is in the t uh, the TV show Glow, but she was also she was Knives Chow. In Scott Pilgrim versus the World, which I haven't seen. I haven't seen that either. Oh, okay, she did look familiar to me. Michael Sarah, yeah. Yeah, which, which she did is, look familiar to me. That's a fun movie. It's really, uh, I, I I remember seeing it when it first came out, and it looks cool. That like he does all these cool stylistic things where it looks like he's in a video game, um, and and there's so much to enjoy about that movie. But upon a rewatch, I was like, man, Michael Sarah's character is like he's just kind of an asshole like i don't like, i was like i i really don't like that guy at all like fuck that guy you know isn't it like a hollywood like uh, just like something to do is a joke where they other actors will pretend as though michael Sarah is an asshole oh that is yeah I think I, it is and then they put it in a movie they put um um canadian um seth rogan he he put he put the idea that that michael Sarah Sarah is a is an asshole in the movie this is the end this is the end i yeah. love that movie which yeah. i recently saw you, you guys have seen it have you both seen it yeah yeah i have my favorite scene in a comedy movie is in that movie number one they made a comedy movie that looks really good like most comedy movies like there's not like really good cgi or yeah or like really really good action but that one does have that and my favorite point in the movie is that like 
I think it's like 30 minutes in or something like that. It's like the next morning after the apocalypse. And it just like closes in on like you see a little bit of a silhouette of Danny McBride. <laughs> and just like he's, there's like smoke rings coming out of a tub. He's been asleep the whole time. And you see that character for the first time. And he's so cool and gangster like as he as he enters the scene. Yeah. <laughs> I remember thinking that is food. a great a great character intro for him. Yeah. Absolutely the best character intro is so funny. <laughs> well, and uh, and you'll have to talk to Todd about Michael Sarah because he loves Michael Sarah. So. Oh, nice. I like him as a well, an he actor. acted with Michael Sarah. So. Yeah, I like him oh, on cool. uh, Arrested Development and uh I I, yeah. I I like I like Michael Sarah a lot, but yeah, in that movie in Scott Pilgrim versus the world you're I think you're supposed to like and identify with his character but he's not that far off from the character he plays in this is the end like he's, <laughs> he's like kind of an asshole in that in Scott Pilgrim so you know and and so do you think that you didn't like the character but most people would you know I that's a good question I feel like because I, I don't remember thinking this the first time I watched it I maybe I think maybe not society as a whole, but but maybe me personally and, and some people in general are in a different place now, maybe, mm. than we were when this movie came out 10 years ago. Right, yeah, yeah. So, like, yeah. so yeah, we didn't catch things then to where, like, now you look back at it and he's like, you know, like, he's just, he's like, he's just being a womanizing dick. Like, he's, he's mm. just being an asshole, okay. you know? Yeah. So, we're maybe... Yeah, at the, yeah, I think, think yeah, some things don't stand up when you like watch them again later when you're like, oh, yeah, we don't think like that anymore. <laughs> right. <laughs> we don't do that stuff anymore. <laughs> so, yeah, I um I was I wondered if it was going to be like my experience with Bridesmaids, which I I get a lot of flack. I didn't like it at okay. all. Oh. Okay. Did not like it. Um I uh, I fully respect the women who wrote it, but uh, I did not appreciate the movie. Um, there was bits of it that were funny, but I my issue with it was sort of the same thing that I felt like the Kristen Wiig character was not likable, and it wasn't it wasn't consistent. Like it was, am I supposed to feel bad for her, or am I supposed to not like her and want her to change into a nicer person? Yeah. Yeah. You know, like I didn't know if she was yeah. supposed to be the the likable person who all this bad shit happens to all the time, and you were supposed to go, "Oh my god, you poor dear," and you want her to win, or was she supposed to be like, I don't know, like Mike, M Michael, like Matthew McConaughey in um, Ghosts of Girlfriends Past, where he's a total dick, and you want him to like get his comeuppance, and he turns into a nice guy, and you're like, "Oh, okay, now he's a nice guy, and he deserves her," you know? <laughs> in Bridesmaids, they had to put a nice guy into the story to make her seem better like who's the english actor guy yes i forget his name, I yeah. forget his name too he, he plays a cop yeah yes i know the guy from about. the it crowd which i love i can't think of his name yeah i was thinking of it from gulliver's travels with jack black <laughs> oh i haven't seen that oh hail Luke put <laughs> well and you know i think it's uh that makes me think of the coen brothers movie intolerable cruelty which I, I, I love that movie. I, I think it's hilarious. I thoroughly enjoy that movie. Um, you know, but I've had friends who have watched it, and it, I don't disagree with them, that uh, the main characters, uh, John, or I'm sorry, George Clooney and Catherine Zeta-Jones, uh, they're, they're kind of despicable characters. Like, they, okay, yeah. they, they do some terrible shit in that movie, but, I, but for whatever reason, it doesn't bother me. You know, I'm like, 
I don't, I don't necessarily like these people. I wouldn't want to hang out with them. However, in this movie, and I don't know if it's just like if they achieve that with tone or I, I don't know what the difference is in a movie like that versus a movie like Scott Pilgrim, but in, you know, an intolerable cruelty, it's like, I don't necessarily like these characters. However, it doesn't bother me or take away for, for you know, from this movie for me, which yeah. I, I, don't, I don't know why, I don't know what the difference is or why that's achieved, but. I feel like I've seen it, but I don't remember it. So I I can't comment on it, but I wonder, I'm going to anyway, but I wonder <laughs> if it's maybe how the story is framed around it, that you don't necessarily need to like them to be invested in the story versus maybe Scott Pilgrim was set up that he's supposed to be the hero. That, that may so very well be. supposed to like him. Yeah, I, I think, I think, yeah, you're probably on the right track there for sure. So. And, and and that's what I feel like Bridesmaids didn't do for me. They didn't decide which one it was. They were like, oh, she's an asshole. Oh, sh- you know, shitty things happen to her. Oh, she's an asshole. And I'm like, I can't, I can't get behind your main character and, like, feel something for her because I don't know what I'm supposed to think of her. Right. But I'm a pariah when I say that, especially around women. <laughs> so I, uh, well, I thought that movie, I was so happy when it came out because there was just, like, not new stuff to watch while sitting in my house. <laughs> and it was um, I'm gonna get the title wrong. I think Bar and Mar go to Vista Del Mar. Is okay. a new one. Oh, it's, it's on. It's on Netflix. It's it's a brand. It's like a. It, it was like um, pre summer. Happened. It's a Chris and Wig movie, and okay. it was. And it was, it was way pre summer, I think. And and it was just like it was like a brand new movie that came out that Netflix was gonna were gonna get, gonna put out, and I was so excited. It was like, oh, something brand new, and then it just fell through. It just wasn't know. a very good movie. That's probably why you don't know it. That's <laughs> no, that's unfortunate. I, and I, I don't dislike Kristen Wiig. I think she's funny. I, I don't her, like yeah. her Canadian accent. It's not Canadian. <laughs> Maybe that's what it is. It's yeah. Minnesota. It sounds like Dick Van Dyke to your to, to people in Europe when when, when they watch Mary Poppins. Does <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> like, like hello, governor, but they're just like nails on a chalkboard. Right, and they're like. Fuck you, Dick Van Dyke. <laughs> well, I yeah, but I think my thing is, I'm sorry, but that's not Canadian. Yeah. It's a, I mean, there's parts of it that sound similar to some Canadian accents, but to me, when I listen to it, I'm like, that's what I think Minnesotans sound like. Yeah, that's you know, and I, when I want... she do a Can- when, did, when is she doing a Canadian accent? She does it a lot on Saturday Night Live. Re- okay. Hmm. I can't think of one, oh, but I know the Minnesota accent. Maybe that's what I'm thinking of. Maybe when I think of, maybe I'm thinking she does a Minnesota accent, but she's trying to do a crappy Canadian one. Okay, that makes <laughs> yeah, sense. Yeah, I think, and I, th- okay. <laughs> I just assumed it was a Minnesota. One day I'm gonna work with her, and she's gonna be like, "So, don't like my." Accent. I heard you on that Headcanon podcast. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Kristen Wiig definitely listens to this podcast. So. Yeah, yeah. She's, you a, know she's our top fan. Well, if I work with her, someone's gonna find this, and then they're gonna be like, "So." We're going to be like on a, a press junket together, sitting next to each other, and they're going to be like, "So Tracy was trash talking you," and they're going to like play it. Like, <laughs> I hope that happens. Because you, really? yeah, you shot to start. I mean, honestly, yeah. though, if 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 you're doing a movie with Kristen Wiig and somebody, you're doing like a press tour. I mean, there are certain scenarios like that where I'm like, that wouldn't be a great scenario. But if I'm even in that position for that to happen, things are already going fairly well. You know yeah. what I mean? Yes. Yes, and then it could completely be done after that. <laughs> <laughs> be 
like, I, oh, never mind. <laughs> <laughs> I almost peaked. I almost peaked. <laughs> well, do you guys, we're kind of, we're bumping up against the time. Do you guys have anything else you want to mention about this movie or bring up? I mean, I think we kind of hit everything, all the main things I wanted to talk about. Um, but before we get into the headcanon, any additional thoughts? I had an idea of, uh, of something I was thinking about. Yeah. In the, in the car yesterday. I thought, what if, I thought about, um, like, the Wizard of Oz. Okay. And the Tin Man. I thought, like, what if, like, he was actually, what if it was a mistake and he was, like, a Terminator <laughs> that was sent back to the to Oz Okay. Instead of like Los Angeles or something like that, <laughs> and it, or maybe maybe it's purposeful. Maybe he's like he's there to defeat the wizard of sorts. Right, or kill Dorothy or something. Or kill. Oh yeah, kill Dorothy. That's a good one too. <laughs> but I just had this idea of like, oh, it'd be cool if like the Tin Man was really just a, a Terminator sent from the future. Right. <laughs> or past. I like that they just got the coordinates wrong. I, yeah, I, you know, I would love to see Schwarzenegger's Terminator in that role. She's like, we're going down the yellow brick road, and he's like. Okay, I will join you on your journey. Like, I will follow you until I find Sarah Connor. That's right. That's right. We think like, about the whole... Yeah, go ahead. But he, but he's he's the Tin Man, and he, so he doesn't do the the silvery Terminator thing. He's just silver all the time. He's silver he all does, the like thing. doesn't he doesn't do his like shape shifty thing. Right. He doesn't have the flash that, over the. Is that Robert? What's his face? Is Patrick. Patrick. Robert, Robert Patrick, Patrick, yeah. Three names. I don't remember his name. <laughs> Patrick, like, Robert. Ro I think Robert. it's Robert Patrick. <laughs> Robert Patrick. Isn't he like a three-name guy, though? No, no he's just the, he's, it's just, I, but I know there are a lot of people who are three names, but he's just the two-name. It's just Robert okay. Patrick. Patrick Harris. Neil Patrick Neil Harris. Neil Patrick Harris. But there's also like a Robert Patrick guy, wasn't there, who was in Suicide Kings? Oh, I don't know. There's like and a there's Boondock like a Saints? Sean Patrick Flannery. That's the guy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. How, did you, how did you get that? I have that no idea. Amazing. That's you know I've I've gotten more uh, I've I've guessed more with even less. Like my my wife's favorite thing to do is be like, oh oh you know there's like a guy in that movie you know and I'm like, uh fucking I, I you know are you talking about. Um, you know, Tom Arnold, and she's like, Yeah, that's the guy. The one more thing I wanted to say about the void the thing, the relationship that I really thought the two relationships that I thought were kind of cool was when you find out that like the, the nurse and the cop were married. Oh, yeah, and, yeah, and I felt like they kind of built into that, like, really kind of neat. Like, when he's like, Hey, can you make sure you call ahead before I go to this hospital? And I thought about it afterwards, and I was like, Oh, that's like the foreshadowing of like, I don't want to surprise my ex wife at the hospital. Yeah, I really don't want to go to that hospital well, if I can avoid it. Yeah, well, and then the way they bring it back around at the very end with him, well, not at the very end, but what like he goes into that room with his wife and she's pregnant again, and they like yeah. re like that core trauma of these two characters they have to revisit that scenario um i think yeah there, there there are a couple things like i could certainly nitpick some things about this movie but for the budget they have like it looked gorgeous yeah. the practical effects were great yeah. uh, there yeah. were so many things I, I really liked about this movie yeah yeah me too like i would say like i said the more i 
the more I've watched it, the more I like it. And the, the few things where I was like, oh, like the sound might have maybe could have been better in a few spots. But honestly, like, I don't think it was a high budget movie. And I feel no. like a lot of it came <laughs> off as a high budget movie, you know, like yeah. the, the graphics and stuff like that. I was like, yeah, yeah. pretty cool. Like the sky. And, and I just I love that stuff. But yeah, that relationship between them two and how it kind of it, you get to see it what it is a little bit at a time like it wasn't just oh and here's that information it was like oh if you were watching there were little bits of information as things went on yeah. i just thought that was really cool and then the, the the other relationship with the the guy and the, and the mute guy that he was sort of protecting i thought there was like the moment where the guy dies yeah i i just thought that was kind of like a really when he's lit on fire yeah, like he sacrifices himself, yeah. doesn't he, for the for the mute kid? Yeah, and yeah. I'm calling him a kid. He's an adult, but he's the kid. Um, <laughs> yeah. uh, like I just I thought that relationship, I I kind of felt like it it developed well. That you kind of felt like it was earned to feel bad that he that he like gave himself up for the kid kind of thing. It, it seemed know? like such like a zombie apocalypse tool to have in your belt to like just have some lighter fluid. Yeah, <laughs> ready to go. Yeah, you know, like you know, purposeful lighter fluid for like yeah. burning things. Well, yeah. and and one and I thought like a part that genuinely surprised me is like when the we find out that the pregnant girl is pregnant with the doctor's like demon spawn, and she just yes. like uh, her. I think it's the shot where like looking at her grandfather, and then out of nowhere his like throat splits open and starts bleeding, and she's yeah. standing behind him, and you're like, oh shit, like what what happened? Yeah, and I didn't expect it to be her behind him when he falls. Yeah. I was expecting that she's dead too, or that somebody's got her again and someone else has like knifed him in the neck, one yeah. of the cultists or something. Yeah. And and then I was like, oh shit, she's insane. I love it. <laughs> yeah, see, yeah, I love that. I love that. Uh, yeah, speaking on that, like that sheriff guy, he, he endured so much pain <laughs> and was still like, like he like got stabbed really early. Yeah. He was like, he was like, um, like the butt of a shotgun like hit him in the face a couple times like that yeah. dude like took a lot yeah <laughs> yeah yeah and he was super quick draw when yeah. that chick comes at him with the scissors i was like dude pull your gun out pull your gun out pull your gun and he knew her by name yeah yeah like, that's like yeah that's like some cop instinct for sure yeah right. like, Bev... i feel bad for the kid that was it, like the, the, the kid that's in the hospital bed like you expect him to be like a character <laughs> right. at the very end or something like he wakes up and like and like helps him out or something but like no like he go he's like i'm gonna go to sleep and the next scene is like, like a pair of like scissors just like slowly going into his like ocular cavity yeah <laughs> yeah as as an actor i watched that with the same thought and i was like oh dude that's like 15 lines you ah oh. <laughs> damn it you didn't get like upgraded to like you know, main character. I yeah, can't remember. You're like what the possible called. love interest of the cute nurse. Like, come on. Yes! Right, yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Because he turned her down because he was like, no, I don't want a catheter. Thank you. Did you guys, did you guys look away when she was like, let me show you the medical thing. It's called de-sleeving. And there was like, a I didn't understand picture. what she said. I thought it was, I thought she was showing him something sexual. No. no, I th I think I think she actually. said de degloving maybe, and yet it was like peeling the skin off of a hand. Yeah, but it it, hap it happened to um um Jimmy Fallon. What? Uh, yeah, he that happened to his finger partially 
it's been years ago. He was doing the he was doing the talk show, but he he's very famous for getting very drunk. Okay. And like and like stumbling around, and his he stumbled, and his hand went through a glass table, and it tore this. It like I'm only saying it because it's a horror podcast. Right. He he he. It, it like it peeled the skin off of one of his fingers. Oh and my like, god. Because I'm a big, I'm a big late night show um, fan, so like for like a couple weeks, it would be him with like a big cast around one of his like index finger, or whatever. It's just it's, it's the peeling away of skin on your hand, degloving, as they call it. Huh. And she was showing actual pictures of it, and because she said the buzzword degloving, like I turned away. If you look closely, it's like an actual medical journal. Yeah. Well, see, I didn't. I I heard her say the word, but I didn't know what it was, and like. You know, I've got a I've got a a pretty large TV that I was watching it on, and I was maybe I don't know six to eight feet away from my TV, but it was yeah. it was enough to where like maybe if I had been watching it on my phone, it would have been different. But I actually leaned in a little bit because I was like, oh, what is that? And then I was like, yeah. I was like, oh, that's a hand without any skin on it. Okay. So. See, and I couldn't see it because my TV is more like 15 feet away from my couch, right. and my eyesight is kind of shitty right now, so I couldn't see it, so I was just like, okay, it's clearly bloody, and then I was like, is she, I misheard her, and I thought she was being sexual with him, and he was like, oh. yeah, no, and then she's offering him a catheter, and I was like, well, kinky, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. So I just thought I did not get the degloving. I didn't hear degloving, and I probably would have looked it up if I had. It would have been like pause. Yeah, <laughs> think about it, she was like the worst nurse in the world. Oh yeah, yes. yeah. Because like she's got a job already. I don't think she's like on an internship. I think she's she got like a nurse. What she said she was. Oh, and then that, at that, one that, point the, oh. the head nurse. Yeah. Well. It, yes, I don't know that they call them interns, but they might. Yeah. Um, I think but she, she said, said she was, was a training. nurse in training, yeah. Training. yeah. So she was still going to okay. school. Yeah. So she gets like that, that huge like stockpile of like supplies, and she's like, I don't know what half this stuff is. Like she has to like be there to to be like a doula of sorts, you know, this lady. Yeah. But then she injects her with something, and she's like, I don't know what this is, but I don't know how much to give you, so hopefully... <laughs> You and yeah. your baby don't die. I was like, oh, I thought for sure that's what was going to happen was she was going to inject it and then like the baby was going to die or something. It was going to be awful. Oh. So, yeah. I, yeah. yeah but right. then I yeah. thought, but then I thought if the baby died, because this, I think this was, yeah, it was definitely before we knew that like the baby was this like demon thing. I thought it meant the baby was going to die. And yeah. because it died in this like creepy place, it was basically going to turn into one of these tentacles oh. inside the body of the girl. Oh. And it was like a, and, a little baby monster would be creepy as fuck. Oh, yeah. Well, and like I thought it was going to be like an alien popping out of her stomach kind right. of thing. So, but it was already an alien in there. So, yeah, it was pretty creepy. <laughs> Which one thing I thought about that was like the doctor's whole plan, Powell or whatever his name was, his whole plan, like the reason he was doing this was to like, rebirth his daughter right which was essentially what that was was his daughter coming out of that pregnant girl and she came out as like this big horrendous monster right um but so then like apparently his his entire motivation was to bring back his dead daughter but as soon as this like monstrous creature comes out she just like runs off after 
uh, you know, the mute guy and the guy protecting him. That's when, you know, that's when he gets attacked and set on fire and whatever. So, like, this guy does all this stuff to bring his daughter back from the dead as this giant monster. And then she just, like, runs off. And he's, he has no, like, they, they like, shoot her in the face. They set her on fire. And, and the, the, you know, Dr. Powell's just, like, standing there in front of the triangle with his fucking skinless, bony ass. Like, you know... <laughs> I was like, "What? Where, you don't care where your daughter just ran off to? She's getting shot in the face. Like, she's on yeah, he fire like, right now." He looked fucking sh- like he was an old man as a doctor, uh-huh. and then like he's the monster, and it's like he's just, like this physique completely changed. Oh yeah, like, he's suddenly just like this ripped dude with no skin. Well, I mean, wouldn't you if you were like you've got to you get to come back from like the dead essentially? When you'd be like, "All right, do I want to come back as like me? No, I want to. You know, it'd be like." <laughs> I don't want to be made into a vampire at 51 and, you know, be a chubby, you know, MILF <laughs> vampire. Like, no, thank you. Uh, can Could you make me a vampire at 25, please? Yeah, yeah. Like, reverse. Huge. Reverse. You know, Huge. that's what, you know, I want to see a movie with just, like, more normal-looking people vampires, right? Just, like, at different ages, different, like, not, not pretty vampires, just, like, regular vampires, you know? Have you guys ever seen What We Do in the Shadows? I've seen the movie, not the TV show. Oh, okay. Because the TV show is also shot here in Canada. (laughs) (laughs) I like the movie. It's been a long time since I've seen it, but... Yeah, I I don't remember if I've seen the movie. I feel like I have, but I'm not sure. But I've seen some of the TV show, and it's quite funny, so... Nice. (laughs) Enjoyable. Awesome. Well, we want to. Uh, we should probably wrap up here. I know Brent's probably got kids to get in bed, but uh, if it's we want to go, go ahead and so go around relax. and do everybody's head cannon, um, I can I can give mine first if you like. Sure. My thought is just that you know he's bringing these people back from the dead, but they always come back as these like horrible monsters. But then I was thinking after they get, you know, if, uh, I I th- I think the ideal would be not to live in this like hell dimension under this hospital eventually like the goal would be if you're if you're being resurrected from the dead you'd want to go back to your life right isn't that the whole point of of, like being alive is to live so i thought some of the monsters at least you know would like come out of the basement and then go like apply for a job at burger king or something because they got they got they got to pay bills you know there's a worker shortage right now because they don't pay enough you know maybe like a grotesque monster from a hell dimension would eight dollars an hour would be enough you know so you just have this like large tentacle monster like passing your food out the window with their like weird face tentacles yeah Yeah, and as time goes on like burger king to like create hats that will fit like your weird misshapen head yeah exactly so, so that your weird like tentacles don't fall into someone's french fries right and you're, you're like have it your way you know <laughs> my way is with added baby okay <laughs> yes we've got more in the freezer i i wonder though like how would they be able to stock the right kind of shirts oh that's a good question yeah how many because- sleeves would you need yeah yeah, or do yeah. you like go? You know what? Everybody gets two sleeve holes, and the rest of your tentacles either have to go through the neck or through the bottom. Right, or cut is your own holes. Like, yeah. Is that discrimination? I, I picture just like a standard size blanket. <laughs> then, like, Everybody gets a serape. Like a poncho. Yeah, yeah. And then you just put holes where you, you know, you do you, whatever makes you comfortable. Put <laughs> holes there. I love it. <laughs> That's good. I like that. I like that. Um, 
Mine, my, my one thing was more serious, but my other thing was more of a joke. So can I tell you both? Yes. Okay. So my one, the more serious one was the, that end scene with the pyramid. That was the first time, number one, that I realized it was a pyramid and not a triangle. Uh Um, and it reminded me of the, the gods in, um, ah, God, what's the movie with the ring with, with, um, Lord of the Rings. No. <laughs> the ring. <laughs> no. The ringer um, with Drunken No, no, no. The, 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 the rings that have the symbols on them that like Stargate. Stargate. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. With the aliens that are like basically the Egyptian gods. Yeah, and MacGyver, right? Wasn't he in that? Yes, exactly. Richard Dean Anderson. Three name guy. The three name guy. Um, <laughs> uh, and so I was like, oh, wait a minute. Maybe this is not another dimension. Maybe this is another planet. And this is like a connection between Stargate and like the void. Oh, nice. I dig it. So, sort of. Like in, in my head, I was like, oh, but maybe they're aliens rather than being a, like a, another dimension on Earth. Maybe they're aliens from a different planet. And it's some kind of like interplanetary thing that's happening here. That's what I was thinking. But then the other part that was maybe a little bit more funny was the thing that I never, <laughs> that I always feel bad about in these movies is these poor cultists. <laughs> like, the there's like eight gazillion cultists out there. Surely some of them are women. Why don't they get chosen to be the bearers of the babies? Right. Like, they're the ones who are out there, like, standing out in the field, freezing their butts off, learning how to do synchronized knife lifting and wearing this <laughs> stupid, you know, vaguely weird cape with the hole. And, and I'm like, why? Like, wh- what makes somebody be that? What does somebody go, you know what I want to do with my spare time? I want to be... Like, just one of, like, hundreds. That's what I want. I want to just be, like, a number and not have any bearing on, you know, like, no, I don't want to actually see our savior or whatever it is come into being. I just want to stand outside in the parking lot and, like, know that it happened, know that I had some bearing on it and that apparently police lights keep me away from the hospital. I don't know. So, you know, I feel like uh, talking about like kind of almost being like a cog in the wheel who doesn't really get any like whatever the, the like I, I almost feel like you're you're describing uh, my job as 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 a worker for a very large corporation. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> yes, exactly. well, maybe that's it. Maybe they get paid. They're like paid cultists. It's right. Like, oh, fake yeah. news. They're not real cultists. They're right. Paid to be there. It's all, you know, it's all it's all a plan of, of George Soros. He's bankrolling all of this, I'm sure. <laughs> <laughs> so that that's my two things that I thought of when watching the movie. Nice, I love it. <laughs> yeah. What about you? you know, I'll, uh, I'll piggyback on what on what Tracy said. Like, I think it'd be cool if there were like some cutscenes of um, cultist camp. And <laughs> so it's like a, it's a summer camp they do they do between June and July. And, and 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 I I think but it should be like little kid it's like it's like a little kid camp but it's it's those adult cultist people <laughs> and they do like the, the synchronized knifing stuff right but like it, there's also like scenes where like they're like it's like nighttime but it's time to go to sleep and they're in but they're in their bunk beds and like the, the, the cultist in the bottom bunk is like hey what do you think happens when we get to the void <laughs> <laughs> and like the guy the, the guy in the top bunk is like I don't know you know. Go to sleep. 
It's like, do you think playing dodgeball the next day and, and or like kickball? It's <laughs> <laughs> like, like a you, fun. Do you think we turn into a big tentacle monster? It's like no, for, no. Those are just scary stories. Like, <laughs> it's like yeah, in movies, it's like a to be a tentacle part monster. Part what? what? You're not important enough to be a tentacle monster. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> I will. Yeah, you have They're to. You have to work your way up. You have to work your way up to that like mid-level tentacle monster management, right? Like one day I'm gonna have the biggest tentacle. It's <laughs> <laughs> like, like an eleven-year-old would say, like, I can't. Yeah. <laughs> like, they're, they're like, if you guys are done measuring tentacles, we've got work to do. <laughs> <laughs> or, or someone's like, I already have a tentacle. No, you don't. Yes, I do. Show me. I can't. I can't I'm not allowed. It's it's secret. Right. Yeah, you don't have a tentacle. You don't have one. I have one. Stop it. Mom told me I have one. <laughs> that reminds me of an SNL sketch I saw a couple months ago. It's an old um, with Andy Sandberg, mm-hmm. and it's like it's a it's a camp related one. And these two girls are having. It's like eighty eighty Bryant and another girl. They're having like a little like show that they put on for the camp for the camp and they they they, they, they invite like these 14 year old brother of someone who they all have a crush on and it's Andy Samberg and he says these like most ridiculous things where he's talking about his like you know his we gave someone a swirly we did all this stuff and then like, something he says is like and then we all found a condom and we all tried it off <laughs> 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 Tracy, is there anything you want to plug or any place you want to direct people to, um, you know, anything you got going on or your social media, anything like that? Um, well, I mean, we're still doing Winprov every other Monday online right now still until, you know, things sort of get really sorted out. Mm-hmm. Um, so if you're on Facebook, I know who uses Facebook, but we use it for that. Um, if you look for Winprov, that's win as in winning, prov as in improv. And uh, you can just watch. We have people who come out every week just to watch. Or uh, you can join us and play some games. And it's pay what you can. So if you don't have any money, please just come and watch to do something fun instead of being stuck in the house. So, But it's, it's not nice. kid-friendly. I'm just going <laughs> to say that. Right. Not, not that there's nudity or anything, but we, I, I know right. to drop a few F-bombs. Right. So... So keep your child cultists at home. <laughs> yes, exactly. Keep the baby tentacle monsters at home. Yeah. <laughs> nice. Well, Tracy, thank you so much for coming on. It's been a blast. I, I, you know, we'd, we'd love I, to have you on. We'll definitely have you back. So. Awesome. I love you guys so much. Yeah. You guys are amazing, and thank you. Likewise. I hope you don't talk about me after I hang up and be like, oh, now we don't like Tracy. <laughs> no. It would be the opposite of that, but Brent's, Brent's got to go like chase down his little children anyway. So Next week, we're staying on the Lovecraft train with H.P. Lovecraft's Reanimator, the 1985 comedy horror movie. So be sure to check that out. And as always, you can follow us on Facebook at HeadCannonPod. Find us on Instagram at HeadCannonPod or twitter at horror movie pod and the subreddit r slash horror movie pod
All right. <laughs> it's Friday. Guys. It's okay. Yeah, have fun with your tentacle monsters then. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right, so thank you, Tracy. And this has been Head Cannon. <laughs> 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 <laughs>